Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Uh, today I'm going to be joined by Colin, and for the first time in a while, and in today's episode, we are going to be going over the bust potential for every NFL first round draft pick Um in the 2019 draft that just occurred around a month ago, like the bus chance out of 100%, what is the, you know, yeah, uh, the bus chance, as I said. And then we're going to be starting something called Friendly Wagers. I got this from ESPN NBA Countdown, where whenever Colin joins the uh, show, we are going to do this thing called Friendly Wagers. So basically we're going to do like over-under and choose all these things on the game at night or whatever. And then we're going to you know keep our record and see who's kind of doing better in that. It should just be a fun thing that we do at some of the ends of these episodes. So first we are going to start with the... Uh, Bust percentage for every NFL first-round pick, starting with Kyler Murray, so let's get to that. All right, so Kyler Murray was the first overall pick uh, in the NFL draft, so my bust percentage was 44% chance he ends up busting. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen a bust, um, and from a first overall pick, and it's just bound to happen. I mean, Jameis Winston... It's tough because he, he looked pretty promising at first lately. He's been looking like maybe he busts. He's kind of up in the air. But there aren't a whole lot of busts in the NFL, and I feel like it's been a while since we've seen one like Jameis Winston. So I don't know. And Kyler Murray, I know lately a lot of these smaller quarterbacks have had success. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, a lot of these guys have. But I still think there's a chance he ends up busting. What do you think? What are the odds? 38%. See, I think that's a little low. I think it's got to be at least 40% but, there. No, no, Because, let me explain. This guy is a, either you're going to put him at 80%, and you might say, you might not be solely what are you, at. 80%? No, no, no. 80% no, 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 no hold on, hold on, hold on. So this, is, this is people who are like, top level, they're like, Tyler Murray, bust, definitely bust. So there are two sides of this. So Kyler Murray has Spectrum. been described two ways. He's been he, people either think he'll be a really big bust or people think he'll be pretty good in the NFL. See, I'm and in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm those, not really too yeah, sold on him. But those are, so you just said there's two. Those, yeah, and you're one of those people. Yeah, but you just are, said there are like, two people. No, 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 no. I meant three. And then those are the okay. – and then there's – those people who aren't sold which one he's going to be. Okay, well, most, I, I I guess I see where you're coming from. You know, it's hard. I You know, 30%, I think the base there, it's got to be at least 40%, mm. I think. I think it, it's got to be at least 40 It has to be 35, 40. I say. All right, a little different uh, spectrum there. But with the second pick, there's Nick Brosa. I only gave this a 4% chance. There's only a few on here very low. And 4%, and I think the 4% comes all due to injury. Uh, obviously, there's a slight chance he busts because of his talent. It, you know, just doesn't translate, but there's very, very slim chance about that. But 4% chance just due to injury. Maybe I should put it a little higher because the injuries could hurt him. But overall, I think it'll take, you know, he'll be off the field for some time with some injury and miss some uh, big chunks of seasons at times. But overall, he's when he's on the field, he's going to be a beast. Uh, I put 2% because I don't think injuries will really hold him back. Well, he, he has suffered some injuries, and yeah. even Joey Bosa. Like, yeah, he, Joey Bosa is still one of the best. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why. But just, NFL. just and those they, injuries, you know, at some point. Could, yeah. And, There's still a low chance anyway moving And 2% up, is yeah. just a talent. Yeah. Uh, Quinn and Williams. I had a 3% chance. Same. So 1% chance 
lower than Nick Bosey pricing. Well, based off pure talent, if injuries didn't play a factor for each of them, Nick Bosa has probably, for me, a 1% chance of busting Quinn and Williams is at like a 3%. Because Quinn and Williams hasn't really suffered injuries. There's a slight chance he busts. Him and Nick Bosa are just going to be just fine. You at 3% as well. Yeah. All right, so now moving on to Cleveland Farrell at the fourth overall pick. See, there, there's just this thing about him where it's about where he got picked. It's more like fourth overall is too high for him. He could honestly, the Raiders could have picked him with what they have, twenty fourth pick or twenty third. They could have picked. They him had with that pick. they had two picks late. They had the twenty yeah. fourth pick and the twenty seventh yeah. pick. Now they could have picked him with either one of them. Uh, I don't think so. No. I think they might have been able to. But he probably would have been late teens, early twenties. But this was definitely the biggest, uh, arguably the biggest reach in the draft. I say it's a bigger reach than Daniel Jones. Well, I don't. It's arguable because here's the thing: same case scenario. Daniel Julian Farrell is a first overall talent, uh, first round talent. Daniel Jones is a second or third round talent. But the Giants even said they knew two teams were going to take him before seventeen. Daniel Jones. So you know, there's their debate. But Julian Farrell, you had what a fifty five percent chance. That he busts? Uh, yeah. 55. I had 56% chance. And again, I based it off of also, it's tough because I think there's, I gave some guys that have like a 40%, you know, 45% chance of busting. I think there's maybe more of a chance they bust than Cleveland Farrell. It's just that, you know, if I'm, if I have my top five picks and none of them bust, that's so rare. So if I'm sitting here saying, Nick Bosa, Quinton Williams, and Devin White have very low chances of busting, and Kyler Murray is it's not unlikely that he busts, but there's not a you know, there's an eh, he could bust, but more likely he doesn't bust than yeah. he does. I have to say Cleveland Farrell will probably bust. I I do personally I like Farrell, but he's just inconsistent and overall I'm just not sold. So again, if Kyler Murray's like you know, he could bust, but you don't know. And then the other three guys, just very low chance. I, I just see Cleveland Farrell busting. Pick too hot. Yeah, and yeah. overall, then maybe the pressure gets to him again. Like, there are some guys on this list that I'll say have a lower chance, but overall, I think maybe there's a higher chance than Cleveland Farrell. But it's weird to say, you know, especially because yeah. he's the fourth overall pick. So, yeah. you know, it kind of also, you said it, you're basing kind of where were they picked. Yeah. You know, so obviously there's going to be higher expectations in, for Cleveland Farrell than someone picked at the end of the first round. So that, that's kind of where we're getting at. So, you know, Cleveland Farrell may have a higher bust percentage than someone else, but that's just because, you know, his terms of bust are going to be, you know, higher expectations, if you then know what like we're saying. Like yeah, exactly. Like. Drafted later. So that's kind of where we're getting at. The higher um, you were picked, the little bit higher expectations. So, you know, if, you know, let's say they're at the same position, him and LJ Collier, let's just say. For Cleveland Farrell, his expectation is going to be higher. If he doesn't meet that, he may be – so let's say for Cleveland Farrell, maybe his highest sack season – is five, and that's considered a bust. But for LJ Collier, maybe that's not exactly a bust. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So kind of just the expectation level. But anyway, just kind of explaining that. So now we are going to get to Devin White. All right, so what are the odds, in your opinion, that Devin White busts? 6%. All right, I gave it 8%. So again, low chance this guy can play, again, all three downs. He's just 
He can, you know, he can. Do, he really, there's just no flaws really in his game. I really love Devin White, uh, and I thought the Raiders probably shouldn't have taken him or Josh Allen there. Um, so I'm going to fill the void defensively for them. But instead, they take Leland Farrell again. I think a big mistake. But again, an 8% chance for me, 6% chance. We think there's a low chance he ends up busting. All right, then number six, we got the sixth pick, the man himself, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Again. I think he has a 64% chance of busting the highest, I think, out of all of my picks that I did. And, again, I don't want to hate on him because he's being hated on a little too hard. But this was still a bad pick. Uh, I can't, I can't, you know, I think it is a little too hated on, but it was still a bad pick. And, overall, I think this guy's probably a third-round talent being picked sixth overall just because the, you know, the market for quarterbacks, you know, if you're, you're a quarterback, you may be a third-round talent, but you're getting picked in the first round. It's just how it goes. Uh, and I think there's a 64% chance, again, uh, it's just a high chance because Daniel Jones is a guy who played against a low talent level. And, again, the completion percentage isn't his fault. It's his receivers. I don't think he has horrible talent, you know, wise, you know, third-round pick talent-wise, but he's a third-round pick. Now putting the, you know, going – a third-round pick going into the biggest market has all the pressure in the world, is being hated on, and might have to start week one. He's a guy who should go to a more small market team with less pressure and not have to start right away. And instead, he's in the opposite position. What do you think? Uh, 67%. Yeah, so again, we both think he's a high chance of busting. I mean, you know, it would surprise me if he really does work work out. I mean, he could definitely do something there. I, I could see him maybe having more of a career as a backup. Listen, I don't know, because I don't want to hate him. I feel like we're going to hate on him, and he's going to prove us all wrong. But how he's do you a, not think he he's has He's a quarterback yeah. coming from Duke. When do you ever see a good NFL player come from Duke? Yeah, as I say, uh, New York fans wanted a Duke player, and they got one. So, uh, yeah, moving <laughs> on. Uh, Josh Allen at the seventh overall pick. I say he's a 10% chance of busting. I think it might be a little higher than that, uh, 10%, maybe like a 12 or 13% chance. But anyway, it's pretty low. It's not as low as some a few of these other guys, but he's still he's one of the safer picks in this draft, just a dominating pass rusher off the edge. I highly doubt he ends up busting. What do you think? Uh, I have a 7% chance. Yeah. Just because he fits into the system so well. They just need to have one more defensive piece to have, like, a all-star I think it already was. Best defensive lineup in the whole league. And I think 7% is a little too low, but I'm not complaining so. too. I'm not complaining too much. I think you got to have them like 10 to 13%. Uh, even I think 10% is a little low, but again, not not too much of a problem there for me. Uh, now we got TJ Hawkinson has been compared to uh, Rob Gronkowski. Let's slow down a little uh, to the Detroit Lions with that eighth pick. I think he's a 37% chance of busting. I said 30. Okay, so I, I'd say, again, 30. I think TJ Hawkinson does have a very low chance of busting. Iowa's produced great tight ends. He's competing with Noah Fant on the starting job. I mean, he's probably not going to bust. I'd say 37% maybe a little too high, uh, but I think somewhere in that 35% range uh, for a chance of him busting. Again, he should be a pretty good player in Detroit. I don't have too much concerns about him, but there's definitely always a chance. All right, then at the ninth pick, we have Ed Oliver. By the way, I love Ed Oliver, but what do you have? 47%. All right, I had 41%. Ed Oliver should be much higher than 41% chance. He has a very low ceiling, a very low floor, and a super high ceiling. But I just believe he's going to hit that ceiling or somewhere near it. I love Ed Oliver. He was misused at Houston. 
Uh, he, I'm, I'm sorry, he was just misused at Houston, you know, ripped it up at the pro day, and shot up draft boards uh, a few nights before draft day, after those draft combines and uh, pro days and whatnot. I really like him. I think he's misused if the Bills can use him correctly. He'll be great. Uh, 41% chance because I think he probably has a, you know, around where Colin is, 47% chance at busting. But I don't personally think he'll bust, so I kind of round it out into the middle, 41%. Do you think he's going to bust first? Uh, well, it really depends. Like, you said he was misused at Houston, yep. which I agree with. But you can't – it's too early to tell if he'll exceed. Like, he's misused at Houston, but what if he never ends up being good? Like, what if he – what if that's what he actually is? Like you never know, so I had I had to put it what I think he'll be, which is pretty good NFL player, and what he was in Houston, which was pretty bad. Uh, well, not well, pretty bad, but like mediocre. Yeah, you know I uh, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but again, he was misused at Houston. You can't even deny that. Yeah. I know. All right. So then at number ten. With the 10th pick, we have Devin Bush. I gave this a 36% chance. I think there's kind of like TJ Hawkinson a chance, but I highly doubt uh, he'll probably end up busting. He's a great fit um, with um, the Steelers there. He's that playmaker that they need in their defense. Again, clicks right in. Perfect puzzle piece. I think he'll be just fine. And I, I'd say he's one of the better players in this draft. Yeah, and he's a good feeling for uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Chazier. Yeah, Ryan Chazier. Yep. So I had him at a 32% chance. Yeah, like Aiden said. Yeah, 36, not, 32, not, not too well. Not uh, a good percent chance of him busting. All right, then at the 11th pick, we have uh, Jonah Williams uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. I said a 34% chance at busting. Uh, the big question with him is, can he play left tackle? Uh, left tackle is the most important position on the offensive line, and with his short arms, people don't know if he can play left tackle or not. But even if he's a solid right tackle, I don't consider that busting. I think he'll be just fine in Cincinnati. Uh, I don't really – all those Cincinnati players, I hate the Bengals. They're just a dirty team. But I, Jonah Williams, I can think, could be one of like the bright characters in that locker room and just a good, respected player in the NFL. That's what I think he'll be. Even if he can't play left tackle, I think he'll be a solid right tackle, and he should be all right there. Uh, I put it at 38%. Just, just I'd say like, it's a little too high. No, just well, what's your expectation for him? To I, play I, left tackle? No, I, I think he's going to be more of a right tackle because mm, the short arms, I just think they'd put – Someone else at just put someone else at left tackle. Well, it depends. If he does really good, if he like exceeds that right tackle, then maybe they'd put him at left tackle. Like I think he'll probably get get to play like left tackle, and he might do pretty good. I don't know. He he might do pretty good. All right. It's, I'm not. Yeah. Really. All right. Moving on to the twelfth overall pick. Yeah. Of course, he might do good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not too uh, sure. With the twelfth pick, the Green Bay Packers took Rashawn Gary. I had a forty-five percent chance. This Rashawn Gary. Here's my thing: the production rate just isn't there. This pick, pick to me, made no sense for the Packers. The Packers should be a team wanting to build a offense, uh, defense for right now, and a team right now. Well, Aaron Rodgers' window is still there. They're a team that wants to come in, and they're starting to crumble, if you will, and they're trying to, you know, 
quick, well, you know when you're, you know, I don't know what to say, but you know when you're making like a, like a mud castle or whatever, and you're trying to put the mud back and then the other side slips? Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like with the Green Bay Packers. They're just trying to, to fix something and then something else falls, and they're just trying to all do it very quickly, and Rashawn Gary doesn't help that. I feel like he's a guy who definitely has some good potential. I like him, but he's just not an NFL-ready prospect. He's a guy that might take a little bit of time because the production rate just not there. He has to just keep getting those reps, and you know, physically, he he's he's all right. It's just the fact that he just the production rate isn't there for him to be a right away starter. I'm not convinced on that, and that's what the Packers need. Uh, is that kind of you know NFL ready prospect? Again, it it's a it fits a need, but I'm not sure he can just do it right away. I say a 45 percent chance. I say a 50 percent chance. So it's a 50 50. Lately, the Packers have not been making the greatest decisions. I mean, dropping Jordy Nelson and uh, firing Mike McCarthy, which was a good move. That was was a a, good move. Which was a good move, but they wouldn't have needed to do it if they didn't drop Jordy Jordy Nelson. Why? What? No, Mike McCarthy was doing a bad job. The team was underachieving, and he didn't have good chemistry. Him and Aaron Rodgers buttheads constantly. So when your coach... And your quarterback are butting heads, and your team's missing the playoffs and underachieving. You have every reason to fire that coach. What? What do you mean? Just because if they didn't drop Jordy Nelson, he should have been fired. Then they wouldn't have have had chemistry issues. Yes, they still would have. Certainly, they always did from day one. Mike McCarthy hated Aaron Rodgers, and. Once Aaron Rodgers hates you, there's no going back. Aaron Rodgers is one of those like first impressions guys, where if he has a bad first impression on you, it's very hard to erase that. And since Mike McCarthy hated him and called Alex Smith the better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers hated him. And ever since then, they just butt heads. Jordy Nelson, the little wide receiver that could. I'm just kidding. He, he's always good. But he's not going to break that apart. They always butted heads from day one, Jordy Nelson or not. Even when Jordy Nelson was in Oakland, they still butt heads. Even when he was still here, they still butt heads. And you needed McCarthy gone because not only that, yeah, your team underachieves. You need Matt LaFleur and they need to put in his offensive uh, game plan, if you will, and what he thinks they need to implement that into their system. Okay. Next one. All right. Next one, we got Christian Wilkins to the Miami Dolphins. I said a 43% chance. I said 41. Yeah, so we both got the same. I don't think this guy will bust as a chance. Uh, he can kind of move all over your defensive line for you, which is helpful for that Dolphins team with a lot of holes. I think Wilkins at 13 may have been a bit of a reach, but overall he was an underrated prospect and not a bad pick no, here for I the like Dolphins. Like yeah, it's not a bad pick. Uh, maybe a little bit of a reach, but again, not bad. Uh, they must have liked him. They didn't have any other first-round picks. So, again, I don't think it's a huge chance he busts. Definitely a chance, though, around the average bust potential. And then at number 14, we have Christopher Lindstrom. I gave it a 52% chance. Listen, out of Boston College, we're from Boston. That's great. But Lindstrom, I'm just not I'm just not really sold on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, at that guard position for the Falcons. They went with him and Caleb McGarry, uh, two questionable picks. Uh, I thought those two picks were way too early in reaches. Uh, Lindstrom, someone, if he does work out, would protect Matt Ryan's interior, which would be huge for that Falcons team. Matt Ryan is pressured from the interior. He really struggles. But when that's safe, he really thrives. So Christopher Lindstrom, I think there's a big... You know, there's a lot of pressure on him to succeed because if he can succeed, you're going to see a much better Matt Ryan. But if he doesn't, 
they're going to be scrambling for uh, you know, a replacement, and Matt Ryan's not going to do so hot. But I say a 52% chance. I say there's more of a chance than he busts, but maybe I'm hating on him a little. I just don't think he will. Uh, so. I had a 49% chance. Yeah. I mean, we're both the saying Falcons, like 50-50. The Falcons are really like Boston. Pete, they just really like Boston. Matt Ryan out of Boston College. Uh, Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. Mm-hmm. They choke uh, – their twenty-eight to three lead for Boston. That they they do everything for Boston, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. They definitely. We'll, we'll did. go with that. All right. <laughs> yeah, then at the fifteenth pick, Boston. we have Dwayne Haskins. Now Haskins was weird because <laughs> I put him at a four. Sorry, that was weird. I put him at a forty-two percent chance. But here's my dilemma here. I think Haskins is more of like a forty-seven percent chance, but I think he's a. It's weird. So here, I had to compare him and Kyler Murray. So Dwayne Haskins is a little bit of a safer pick. Kyler Murray has the much higher ceiling and the lower floor. But since I had Kyler Murray at 44%, I should put Dwayne Haskins at like 40% chance of busting. But... I don't. I think forty percent is way too low. He's got to be at least forty-two percent chance of busting. I think, although he might be a safe-ish pick for quarterback, he's safe compared to Kyler Murray. But overall, there's a good chance he might bust. Okay, don't start going whoa, whoa, whoa when I say this. Okay, I need to explain myself. All right. So I had him at a thirty percent chance. Uh, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> okay. So as you said, he's a much safer pick, and um. So, basically, it's where he got picked is number 15. He was expected to go, like, sixth. Yes. So, he was a much – he was a great pick for number 15 overall, and I don't think he'll be considered a bust because they were like, oh, this was a – Steal. No, even if he's okay, they'll be like, "Oh, this was a steal." True, he but he's still a quarterback in the first round. If you're a quarterback in the first round, the the expectations are sky high. And there's always no quarterback is safe when it comes. There are very few quarterbacks that you can go up on. Look at the look at the past few: Jared Goff, uh, Jameis Winston. They've all looked at like busted times. You never know. Um, and even Baker Mayfield, but he hasn't really. Wait a uh, minute. At first, he did a little bit. You said, wait, where do you say? You said you Kyler just, Murray was 44%, and you said Dwayne Haskins 42%. was 42%. Was for, was 42%. But you said not. 40 is the lowest. So that's a 4% difference, and I had an 8% difference. It's not that bad. What? Okay, um. Uh, what? Because I had Kyler Murray at 38%. And yeah, that's way too that. low as well. You have here's your thing, Colin, with the quarterbacks. I don't know, maybe we have a different base number, but mm-hmm. quarterbacks always have a high percent chance of busting. Every single one. You don't know with quarterbacks. But, it's just it's the toughest position to play in the NFL, and there's no safe pick when it comes to quarterbacks. There's no safe pick. Really, with any player, there's no safe pick. You know what I mean, though. Like Nick Bosa technically. Technically, no player, any player can bust. Technically, Nick Bosa is a safe pick. With a quarterback, you never get that type of player that is a safe pick. This it's is, very rare that a quarterback has less than a 40% chance to bust. This is kind of like a quarterback rarely busts, but they have a high percent chance of doing it. No, they they bust all the time. Well, they, it's very hard to find a good quarterback in the NFL. Well, first, there's thirty two. Well, there's thirty two starters, and let me back, tell you, not all of them are worthy to start it. Go back 
to uh, last year's draft, and you tell me how many first-round quarterbacks you considered busted. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't say he busted. No, he didn't bust. Well, it's hard. There's only It's only been one year. Sam Darnold, there's not enough data there. I'm not sold he's their franchise quarterback. 11 to 14 ratio. Did he ratio. bust for the year? Uh, did he bust for the year? Um, I wouldn't say he busted. He didn't boom either. He was kind of in the middle. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns and was hurt half the year, so I wouldn't consider that a big win. Josh Allen is still up in the air. He's shown the legs. He's shown the cannon for an arm, but can he make those short uh, throws, and can they continue to build around him? I'm still not sold on him. So not a bust. Lamar Jackson is... This second year is, is big for him as it is really for anyone else because he still has to prove Maybe himself the there. And Josh Rosen looks like a bust even though I love him. I still not sold on him. Baker Mayfield's really the only one that has really proven to me he's not going to bust. Well, we need more time, the, Colin. I can't take this one None of those crap. people have busted yet. Obviously, who busts after one year? No one. No one really. No one will Lots ever bust after one year unless they get suspended for the league or you know some career-ending injury. Very rare do you see a player bust after one year. They usually get that second chance. And Josh Rosen. Usually, their first year is their worst year, and none of Tell, them have done call that. Me, call me at the end of the season. Maybe I'll have an answer for you. Okay. For at least one of those guys. It's too early to tell. Way okay. too early to tell with some of these guys. All right. Then at number 16, we have Brian Burns to the Carolina Panthers. I give this a 40% chance. It might maybe a little higher more than I think about it. But again, a very under one of the most underrated players in this draft. A very speedy edge rusher. I think he'll work out in Carolina. I thought that was a good pick. Uh, but again, maybe a 42% chance he busts something. But again, not too much bigger. Uh, I have a 35% chance. And just yeah. because just because he fits good with the Panthers, and he's the 16th overall pick. So people in this area, like 15 to 20. Unless they were like a top seven are, prospect and fell for some odd reason. He didn't. He didn't, but... He was always underrated. Yeah, he was underrated, but he still he fits wasn't with a top. The Panthers. Yeah, he was underrated, he's, fits with the Panthers, but he's still not a top seven prospect. I'm sorry, but if you're not, not some top prospect, it's hard to say 35%. Again, I don't disagree too much. If you're not some much, top but, prospect, it's hard to bust because people don't even know who you are. Well, so they don't have high well, expectations. Well, I do. From, I do. You have high expectations. <laughs> You have high expectations. I'm not saying. I'm saying I'm gonna watch him and I'm gonna say, "Oh yeah, you didn't do so hot." <laughs> you have high expectations. I never said I had high expectations for <laughs> yes, Brian Burns. Yes, you did. I said you go watch this episode and you'll see. You said. Oh, I have high expectations I, for him. No, I said. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch him. I, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing so hard I'm crying right now. Watch him make like a Pro Bowl or something. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm going to watch him and realize if he busts or not. You said. You're the only so, one who's going to be watching. No, I'm that. not. I'm not going to be the only one 
and I watch is there are many sports analysts, football analysts out there that'll realize Ryan Burner be on that radar. You're gonna be the he's a first round pick. What do you mean? You're gonna be the only person watching Brian Burner. I'm not gonna watch him, but I'm gonna check up on him. Just to prove me wrong. I'm gonna check up on him. Yes, I'm not gonna watch him like oh no, you're gonna watch every Panthers game and just be like, Brian Burns. I like the Panthers. No, I'm good. I'm good. Moving on. Dexter Lawrence, uh, the New York Giants, 49% chance. I want to put this a little higher, but I like Dexter Lawrence, but he's really only a big run stopper. Is that, you know, do those players, are they any good in the NFL anymore? Just pure run stoppers? I don't really think so. The running game is becoming less important to the NFL and it's more passing game. Does, is Dexter Lawrence really fit the trend of the NFL? Not really. So overall, I'm not, I'm not too sure about him. I like I, him, but... I have a 53% chance. Yeah. It's like, He's kind of like, you know, he might be a solid run stopper. But, but he might just be irrelevant. Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to get snaps at times because he, all he is is a run stopper. So what, is he going to go in there on, you know, third and twos, third and ones, and maybe, you know, like some first downs? Like he's not going to be an all-the-time type player, which I guess you don't really expect from a guy like him, but I mean, again, he's just kind of a situational guy. Like, if it's a run, we might throw you in there, but, you know, what good does that do? Teams run the ball less than half the time, so what are you telling me Dexter Lawrence is going to play less than half the time? Is that worth the first round pick to you? So, again, I don't know. He might be a good run stopper, but 49% chance. Now we got my boy, Garrett Bradbury of the Minnesota Vikings. Love him. I remember way before I had this podcast, it was about December, right? And I was doing a mock draft, and I said, wait, Garrett Bradbury is ranked in the fourth round? Oh, I snagged him up. Oh, I loved Garrett Bradbury from the beginning out of NC State. I loved Garrett Bradbury. Remember, you're probably saying you're so nerdy, Aiden, if you you have this center, fourth round pick, and your fourth round you know, draft prospect, and it's a center, and you're drooling over him. I just loved him, and I was just like, he better shoot up those draft boards, and he did. Great pick by the Minnesota Vikings, 35% uh, chance he busts in my book. I, I love him. 38% chance. Yeah, I don't think there's a great chance he ends up busting. Uh, moving on. Then we got Jeffrey Simmons. I had a 56% chance. Listen, overall, he's a solid player, but the injuries have to scare you so much. Uh, and I just think the injuries are going to kind of, you know, he might come onto the field and have some a few good games, but the injuries have to really scare you. Yeah, that's why I put him at 62%. Yeah, 62, maybe a little high, but uh, again. I think like 65 size. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the peak. That's ridiculous. 65, I know the injuries are scary, but let's stay reasonable. He has the talent now. Uh now on to Noah Fant, uh, the Denver Broncos. I give this a 39% chance. Um, he's just great uh, receiving tight end, which is what the Broncos need, that receiver-type uh, tight end. The blocking's great. He doesn't really have it, but he's kind of in TJ Hawkinson's shadow in Iowa. Iowa's produced great tight ends, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, so Fant's finally going to get to break out. I think he'll be good. The only thing that scares well, I had him at a thirty-four percent chance. I think that's the only thing a that low, scares me is the quarterback. Like, how will he fit with Joe that, Flacco? That's true. Joe Flacco or Drew Locke, whoever plays both. Joe Flacco, I don't think is an NFL quarterback anymore, and no, Drew Locke no. is, you know, a guy who could work out, but 
you know. You never know. You don't really know with him. You know, John Elway says he likes him, but he could like a mop for a quarterback for all I care. Like every <laughs> single, oh, God. Um, but, no, I, I think Fant will work out again. The quarterback does yeah. have to scare you. But overall, skill-wise, he'll be. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Then with the 21st pick, we have Darnell Savage. I love Savage. I think he has all the physical tools to get it done. I really love Darnell Savage. Shot up the draft boards a few days before draft day. Kind of like Ed Oliver. But I still had to settle at a 46% chance because a lot of people believe he will bust. So, you know, I you know I think I overrate him a little. So I kind of came back down to earth, put him at 46%. But overall, I think this was a great pick for the Green Bay Backers. That's a little too hated on. Uh, I put him at a forty-nine percent chance, but I I still like I still like the pick. But I just think there's it a, is a little risky. For there's sure. a high chance. There's like a ch- high chance that he might bust. Definitely, but it's hard to tell. I I think it's a good pick. But. Personally, yes, same. But again, it is a little risky. I see why some people don't like you, but personally, I like the pick a lot. Then at number 22, we have Andre Dillard uh, with the Eagles. I said 42% chance. I think this guy will be uh, A-OK. Um, he was a four-year starter, so he has that experience in college. Now he's transferring over to the NFL, so he has the experience to go into a team contending for a Super Bowl and fill in for Jason Peters. I think he could come out right out of the gate and be their starter and do a solid job. And they've produced some good uh, offensive linemen there, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah, that's that's my reason. I put him in a 36, which might have been a little bit low. Yeah, definitely. A little bit a little low, low, but it, the same reason you said. he. I I just think when he comes out, he'll come out play that safety, and just start doing not really, really, really good like superstar level, no like Pro Bowl or anything. Some people thought like, he was the best offensive lineman, you know, Garrett Bradbury, but uh, maybe at outside tackle, I thought him or Jawan Taylor were the best, and Taylor slipped to the second round, but. Um, no, uh, he, he's good, Dillard, for sure. I think he'll be uh, good. Yeah, he'll be good. Then at the 23rd pick, we have Titus Howard. Howard played uh, quarterback in high school, then was a baseball star, and now he's an offensive line, uh, outside tackle. Who would have known? You go from quarterback to baseball star to uh, offensive lineman. Again, not hating on the offensive lineman. It's just a weird transition. I gave it a 49% chance. I'm not a huge Titus Howard guy, to be honest. Uh, I thought Jawan Taylor was better. Maybe Titus Howard fits their system a little more, but I knew they were going to take an offensive lineman here. They need to protect Deshaun Watson. He's got hurt because of the offensive lineman and just more time to throw and less injuries for Deshaun Watson would make him such a better quarterback uh, than he already is. He's already been great, but um, hopefully he works out and can protect that blind side of Deshaun Watson. Uh, I put him at a 53% chance. Again, I'm not yeah. sure. How, oh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, of I'm not sure of how like that swap is gonna really work out for him. Mm-hmm. All right, then next we have Josh Jacobs. This one's kind of in the air. I put it at a 39 percent chance because I like him. He obviously has the leg thing, and you know he's a bit of an odd wild card type of prospect. But I put him at 39 percent chance just because. Running backs, if you're first-round running back, you don't usually bust, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're worthy of a first-round pick at running back in today's NFL, you're you're good, and you usually don't really bust. And I think overall he's he, he's a good uh, fit with the Raiders as well. Kind of gives them that playmaker in the backfield. They need that running back. Um, and I, I just think he'd fit well. I think he'll be all right. I don't think he'll exactly, you know – 
blow our socks off and make multiple Pro Bowls, but I don't think he'll bust either. So 39% chance. I said 41. Yeah, around that 40 yeah. mark. I'd say 40 mark. So again, we both had good predictions there. I'd say 40, the 40 mark is kind of that, that range for him, like 38% to 43%. It's hard to really say 43 because if you're a first round running back, again, maybe he's more of a second round talent, but you know, yeah. he, he's up there. So I'd say he'll be all right. Then at the 25th pick, we have Marquise Brown. Now, I put it at 47% chance. I want to say more 45% chance more I think about it. But the guy is 5'9", 166 pounds. He is a small He guy. is a small little dude. And that's my problem with it is as energetic as he is and, you know, how much energy he brings to the game, how durable is he going to be able to stay? And, you know, I just drew even about his game in general. I draw questions, and that small, small size, he's going to get bullied around, and will he able be able to stay healthy for a 16-game NFL season plus the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of questions uh, surrounding this guy, like the energy, but the size is just a little too small for me. 5'9", 166 pounds is, is tiny. I mean, I'm not 5'9", 166 pounds, but, uh, you know, I, I'm... I'm not exactly gaining on him, but I'm, I'm getting there. Do you like the fit with the system? Eh, not really, to be honest. Not really. I, I don't think it's a great fit either. Uh, You know, it's an eh fit. I wouldn't say it's a bad fit. wouldn't say it's a good fit either. So that, that also I, plays I a factor. I put him at a 43%. And also, you have to add Lamar Jackson. How good is he at throwing the ball? I think that might hurt Marquise Brown as well. I put him at a 43% chance just because – uh. Go big or go home, and they're not. The Ravens made the playoffs last year. They're not here to go home. So yep, or we'll go small or go home in this situation. But. All right, yeah. So now, um, now we're gonna do Montez Sweat. Okay, so I kind of split it here with Montez Sweat. I said. 29% chance without his heart problem. Without his heart problem, he's probably a top seven, eight prospect in this draft, but he slipped so much because of his heart problem. And so it was reported it might be a misdiagnosis, and I believe it could be a misdiagnosis. But overall, since it still could be, there still could be a heart problem, I put it at a 42% chance he busts again. If all of a sudden we find out there is no heart problem whatsoever, is a misdiagnosis from the start, his heart is completely fine. 29% chance. But since there's still a chance there might be a heart problem, even though I believe there's probably like a 63% chance there's no heart problem, 37% chance there is a heart problem, I say I have to round that out to a 42% chance he busts, mostly just due to that heart problem. But again, he's done great with the Redskins so far, I've heard, uh, in training camp or whatever you, you call it. I put him at a 23% chance. I am a Ooh. big Montez Sweat believer. I like He should have been – he's a definitely top 10 talent, mm -hmm. and yeah. I – Personally, I don't think the heart problem will be anything big for him. And it seems like a big deal right now, what they're making it seem like. But I don't think it'll end up affecting his game too much in the future. And like you said... It yeah, it's hard just to just call it a misdiagnosis. It's, really, it's being reported as, but yeah. we still don't know for we don't sure. Know. So, and um, I don't think it... If it's going... If they think it's a misdiagnosis, then it couldn't be too... Big or too bad. You, you don't know. That's the yeah, thing. you never know. So then we have Jonathan Abram, the hardest hitting safety uh, in this draft class. I gave him a 45% chance of. 
busting. I think there's a good chance he busts because he's basically a linebacker at safety. The guy struggles in coverage, but he just hits really hard and is a tackler. And even sometimes he misses tackles because he comes in way too hot on the ball carrier. I'm not a huge Jonathan Abram guy. I just think he's more of a um, linebacker and more of a safety's body, which isn't the, the best mix. Mm-hmm. So I'd say 45% chance he busts. I thought... 36% chance just because just Whoa. for the fact that what if the, see missing tackles is something you can work on and if he keeps hitting yeah, people sure. as hard as he is he could cause he lots of fumbles, fumbles. Yes. lots of fumbles and that's good for uh yeah he could definitely force some good. fumbles but you know if you're putting a linebacker he's you're basically I'm not saying you are but you're almost putting a linebacker at safety not quite, but you're almost doing that. Oh, uh, what team is he on? He's on the Oakland Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah, right, the Raiders. Yeah, because they have they <laughs> they have uh, it's like I forget what Spit I was gonna out. say now. All right. Um. Anyway, I just think I, I'm just not a huge Jonathan Abram guy again. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're not great on the defensive end, and they could. They could really use someone who can force fumbles. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. That, that's true. That's a good point. I'm just, I again, I'm not a huge believer of basically putting a linebacker at safety. I'm not sure you guys are, but uh, uh, now Jerry Tillery of the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, a bit of a weird character here, but I give it a 43% chance. I see the talent there. I think he could really work out in Los Angeles. I feel like he might spark some off the field issues, although there were reported none. He's just kind of a weird. Uh, odd duck, if you will, uh, when it comes to his character. Uh, but I think he could fill one of the few holes that Los Angeles Chargers team has. I put him at a 48% chance. Just, yeah, just kind of what you said. Yeah, for, I say 48, maybe a little too high, but again, it kind of depends what you see in him because mm-hmm. I say 43% chance. I'm not too keen of 48, but I'm, I don't have a huge problem with it either. Then at the 30th pick to the New York Giants, we have DeAndre Baker. I gave it a 40. Oh, sorry. I skipped one. 29th pick, LJ Collier. Uh, 59% chance this guy busts. What were busts, What were the Seattle Seahawks doing here again? They traded for this pick, too. They traded to get LJ Collier in the first round. You're kidding, right? You had that many players left. And don't get me wrong, LJ Collier's a good fit. But other than that, he's not a first-round talent. I am sorry. hate to break it to you, Seahawks fans. This guy's not a first-round talent. This was a big-time reach by the Seahawks, and they traded for this guy. I say there's a 59% chance he busts. I have? say 62% just because he shouldn't have been in the first round. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the Seahawks, you just don't reach out for LJ Collier. That's, like, mm-hmm. not something you do. Yeah, again, good fit, but no. And then with the 30th pick, we have DeAndre Baker. I love DeAndre Baker uh, with the New York Giants. I think he could kind of fill the void. Eli Apple not working out. Hopefully he does. I'd say a 42% chance he busts. Maybe around, like, 44% chance. I said 43. Yeah, I'd say 44% chance is kind of the baseline. So somewhere between 46% and 41% chance. I'm just a big believer in DeAndre Baker, so I had a 42% chance. But kind of depends on whether you like him or not. I think most people like him. The film shows that he might be the best cornerback uh, in this draft. But, uh just some things happened with some other people. Uh, they didn't really like his game. You know, he kind of underachieved. So it was, it was just a whole weird thing. And that kind of hurt his draft stock a little, but I still really like him. 
Then with the 31st pick, the Atlanta Falcons took Caleb McGarry, uh, outside tackle. After taking Chris Lindstrom there, probably, I think, should have tried to take in one defensive player and one offensive lineman. So they took two offensive linemen, two ones that I'm not too keen on. 48% chance Caleb McGarry uh, bust. So that means, I think, overall, if you average it out between him and Chris Lindstrom, the average is one of them busts, one of them don't. Again, but I think both of them have two good chances of busting. I'd say Caleb McGarry is a little less chance of busting uh, than Chris Lindstrom has had a tough past, if you will, and I think that might give him a little chip on his shoulder, but you don't know. We have the same thing. chance. All right, then last, we have our New England Patriots, uh, Nikhil Harry. I gave it a 42% chance here. I think he's at, like, the average. You know, I think he's been a little overrated by Patriots fans. We have not been great at drafting first-round picks of late. But overall, I do like it. I think he fills in a big fit. He's got a great heart. I think he'll, he'll be all right. Uh, but, again, I think he's a little overrated by Patriots fan. You have to keep in mind we have not drafted very well. Yeah, and I am one of those Patriots fans who will overrate him 35% chance. We did good this draft, but, I will say, though. Uh, yeah, we did. And I give him a 35% chance just, just because he could be a big bust because we might be giving him the ball way too much because Damoon Patterson is our best yeah, receiver. Demo- oh, I, I, I mean, it, was, it was about – it was about – Two months ago, almost was one. It was early in the podcast. My few first yeah, weeks, I and I just ripped on the new yeah. So yep. Julian Edelman, our best receiver, but we can't give it to him Which every time. Good. And our second best one is like Dumoon Patterson. Yep. Yeah, it's it doesn't work out very well. So we gotta give the ball to Nikhil Harry a lot, and I think he'll succeed with getting the ball. Uh, more than a yeah, big average, rack beast. He's, he just has huge size, can break tackles. Again, I have a. His speed isn't a huge problem. I think he should get a little faster, but he's just a beast. You can work on that. Yeah. But overall, I don't think he'll boss, but I think he's a little overrated by Patriots fan. So now, to end the episode, we are going to start our uh, friendly wagers. All right, so first uh, friendly wagers we're doing. So we are going to, I already told you, to, for today we're going to do five questions. Um, some will do more, sometimes we'll do less. I'm only going to do this when me and Colin. So me and Colin, Colin's going to join the show a lot more consistently now from now on and whenever he does we're pretty much every time I'm going to do from friendly wagers sometimes we're going to do a little more questions um with all different sports and games but just for today we're just going to do five questions of the Bucks Raptors game tonight so the first question who will have more points Kawhi Leonard or Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez combined um I'll take Kawhi Leonard I'm I mean, I was kind of stuck between the two, but I'm going to take Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez just because I just feel like it'll be a big night for Brooke Lopez, and Eric Bledsoe will do something. Here's what I have to remember because I'm kind of bad with these, but I have to remember the keyword in friendly wagers, friendly. I'm going to win. I want to win, but I got to remember that word. All right, which team will get more rebounds, Raptors or the Bucks? I got the Bucks. I'll take Raptors. All right, so there's kind of reverse. You, I had Kawhi. All right, yeah. So you have the Raptors. I have the Bucks. Okay, who will score the most points in tonight's game out of every single player on the court? Who will have the most points? Norman Powell. No, I'm just kidding. Giannis. Giannis. Uh, Antetokounmpo. 
Ironically, that's who I had too. So we both have Giannis there. All right, so we both choose Giannis. All right, next. Pascal Siakam, over or under 15 points? Give me under. Over. Okay. And who's winning tonight, Raptors or the Bucks? I got the Bucks. I got the Raptors. All right. So me and Colin only agreed on. Uh, wow, that's that's kind of. We only agreed on one. Yeah. And there was multiple yeah, options. Yeah. I think the Bucks are going to win tonight. I think they will bounce back and kind of shut uh, the people up at Toronto. I, I really want to pick Toronto, but same. I I, I, I just think you know Giannis. You know that guy. I just think I just think it's going to be good night again. I think Kawhi will score more points than Eric Bledsoe and Brook Lopez combined. I think Kawhi will have a great game. I think Giannis will just edge him out, and uh, it'll yeah. be a pretty uh, good game tonight. But I got the Bucks there, so that's our friendly wager. So next episode, we'll review who won, or whenever Colin joins again, we'll review who won that friendly wagers, which will probably be tomorrow. Uh, but we'll review who won the, our friendly wagers, and then we will. Um, do our next friendly wagers. So, yeah. yep, that's the first friendly wagers, and that's today's episode. Pretty long episode today. Uh, yeah, and I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you next time.